The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it is your dude, I see robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where we're all stuck inside trying to like, we're all trying to stay safe, we're all trying to hide from the bug, we're doing all kinds of things we can do to keep ourselves from getting sick, and to keep ourselves from getting other people close to us sick, people we care about. Let me, uh, let me start off this show by saying that I love you. I love all you guys. You're all great. I appreciate each and every single one of you who tunes in all the time. It's awesome. I love the feedback. I love, I love everything, dude. I am in such a good mood. Things are looking great. The, uh, the future is so bright. I've got to wear shades, as they say. I do wear, uh, I wear my shades, like, a lot. Like, all the time. I got a nice pair of Maui gyms. I wear them, like, I don't know, man. I wear them more than I wear my normal glasses. I wear them inside. I wear them outside. I, I'm really light-sensitive, Honestly, so, like, having the, uh, having the darkness over my eyes is very, very, very soothing. Let me, let me start off this week by talking about a recent flea market find that I had that I thought was kind of, kind of interesting, kind of fun, kind of exciting. The flea market here is open. The one in Sebastopol is in full effect. There's not a lot of people there, but there are, there are enough to make it worthwhile. The Mojo Sales, which is normally at the Vets building, is now on San Rose Avenue, and it's much, much, much much smaller. We don't go to that one as much. I'm a big fan of the Sebastopol flea market. It has like this, uh, it has a feel of a mercado, like a Mexican market. There's lots of fruit vendors, lots of taco stands. There are pupuserias. There's just like all kinds of fun stuff. It's really, it's really fun and I enjoy it every week. They have like, this is the place you would go to get knockoff toys and stuff. And while, while we're talking knockoffs and stuff, let me talk about what I found. I was I was like, I woke up in the morning and I was thinking, I don't really know if I want to go. I wasn't really feeling it that much, but I got on, uh, I got on Instagram and I was looking around and I saw somebody that I'm, I'm friends with. They posted how they went out to the flea market and they found a handful of Star Wars figures and they're like, dude, it's real. They are out there right now. All you got to do is look. There are still tons of Star Wars out in the world. So I said, hey, you know what, wife? Let's go. Let's hop in the whip and let's head out to Sebastopol and see what we can find and check it out. I found Star Wars figures. Isn't that weird? I I started off the day pretty good right off the bat. I found an Ozzy Osbourne record. I, I like Ozzy. I like Black Sabbath. I I dig it, dude. I found a very good condition copy of an Ozzy record that I, that I later looked up online, and it was like a $60 record. The price of vinyl is very, very high right now, especially like... Like heavy metal and rock vinyl and cool things like that. So I was I was really pleased. The uh, purchase made me happy. He plays a lot of Black Sabbath tunes on it. It's a good, good fun record. I've played it all the way through like three or four or five times already. I'm, I'm enjoying that a lot. I got I got Prometheus on DVD, the Alien movie Prometheus. I like that movie. I know it's not like the greatest movie of all time, but it is it is fun to me. I like the Ridley Scott version of Alien. So I got that, and that really like. That exhausted all my money. I didn't expect to, like, I didn't expect to, like, have a big day or anything. So I just, like, took what was in my wallet, and I only had, like, $15, honestly. Like, not very much at all. That really, like, that really mowed through it, because I bought a bag of chips as well. They, they make these, like, Mexican chips out of flour. I don't know what you would really call them. They call them Doritos at the flea market, but they're not, like, Doritos, like the triangular chips. They're, like, some of them are, like, wagon wheel shaped. Some of them are, like, flat long strips, but they're, they're, like, made out of flour, and they're just, like, I don't know, they're nice little munchies, you put hot sauce on them, I bought a bag, I was gonna eat them later, so I was, like, I was pretty much exhausted of money, but I was, I was walking through when I, when I went by a vendor that we normally see, and I looked down at her blanket, she puts all of her stuff on a blanket, she mostly sells, like, loose toys, and loose, uh, DVDs, and just, like, all kinds of stuff like that, her prices are pretty high, 
honestly. I think she gives me the gringo price when I go, so I don't really buy a lot from her. But I do, I do always look. And when I was like, I was digging through the blanket, there were a bunch of like uh, Star Wars figures, like actual factual Return of the Jedi figures. And I, I picked them up, and I, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I gotta get these. So I asked the lady, I'm like, can you can you hold these? For a minute, can you hold on to these? And I, I will be right back. And she was um, she was happy to do so, but we had to dip in the whip and go into Sebastopol and find an ATM, and we could just like not find one. We went to like three or four different convenience stores before we finally we finally got one. We came back and I got five Star Warses for two dollars each. And I was pretty pleased, man. Anytime you can find like loose Star Wars guys, it's uh it's pretty exciting. I got the B-Wing pilot. I got a Stormtrooper. This is like an OG Stormtrooper. He's 1977 from Hong Kong. That's one I needed for my original 12. And then I got a, uh, like a Hoth Trooper, like the Commander one, the one that looks like Cliff Clavin. Then I got an ATST Driver and the Emperor. The Emperor is like super common. I find this guy everywhere over, over the years. I have a couple already. But, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave him behind on a blanket. But then when I started looking at him, they are in like, I'm not even kidding. They are in, like, pristine condition. Like, absolutely pristine. Like, they were made like they were made yesterday. This stormtrooper that I'm holding right here in my hand is as white as my teeth. And by that, I mean, like, super white. Like, incredibly white. Like, white as sheet paper. It's just, it's absolutely perfect. The Hoth Commander is perfect. There's, like, I'm not even kidding. There's not a flaw on them anywhere. They look like they were made yesterday. And here's what, um... Here's what got me thinking that these could theoretically be bootlegs. I would not be surprised. I I got the, um, what is his name? The ATST Commander. And the action figure is just, it's perfect. It is perfect. I don't rate figures, but I would give it like a 9 or a 10. Just absolutely pristine shape. But he does not have the Imperial logo on his left arm like he's supposed to. And I can imagine like something like this would rub off. But the figure is so pristine that I don't see how it could have rubbed off. Now, I'm not like a bootleg expert by any means. And I went on Facebook and I posted these on a bootleg group. And people were like, I think those are real. I feel like pretty confident that they were real. My guy Engineer, Engineer Nerd felt they were real. Then my guy Lamar the Revenger, he sent me some pics that he had from a Star Wars guy that I went went ahead and purchased for myself. The Ultimate Guide to Vintage Star Wars Figures by Mark Belomo. It's a great book. I, I'm, I'm happy for that recommendation. Big shout out to Lamar the Revenger. You can find a Revenger Lamar on the tweets. But I I don't know, man. I'm even just like, even like right now in looking at them, they just like, they feel fishy to me. The plastic doesn't feel the same as my other vintage figures. And my guy, Engineer Nerd, is telling me that like a lot of these uh, Return of the Jedi figures are in minty, minty shape just because they sold less, they're newer, blah, 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 blah. But like, the logo on the arm is so fishy to me because I can't find, like, a variant anywhere. Anywhere that shows one without the logo on the arm. And it's just, like, there's no way it could have come off his arm without showing some kind of, like, some kind of damage elsewhere. I don't care if they are bootlegs. I don't care. I think the bootlegs are fun. I love bootleg figures because they have, like, a rarity to them. And they're all unique and they're all kind of interesting. So if they are bootlegs, I think that's, like... I think that's, like, really fun, and that would be kind of a little bit more exciting to me, but I, I don't know, man. It just seems so fishy. It seems so exciting to, uh, have something that's interesting like that, but I'm, I'm stoked, dude. Anytime you could find, like, a Star Wars, like, a vintage Star Wars, it's always, 
always a worthwhile. And when you add in the Ozzy record, the Ozzy record's great. You add in the Prometheus DVD, which has like, it has the movie, a bunch of extra stuff, including a three hour long documentary on the movie. This is like, this is like an amazing find. It was a great day at the flea. I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. I wore my mask. Most people there wear a mask, which is good, obviously, but the the people who don't wear masks tend to be the vendors. The ladies I bought this from was not wearing a mask, so I kind of, I kind of kept my distance. I'm showing her, like, the figures at an arm length. I'm like, how much do you want from these? How much do you want for these? And I'm holding them at, like, full length of my arm, but, um, here's, here's the procedure I go through to keep myself safe, to keep my family safe, to keep the world safe. What I do is I bring some sanitizer with me, and I sanitize before I go in, just in case I have the bug. I know I don't, but just in case I do, I don't want to spread it. So I wipe my hands, and then I only touch things that I'm very interested in. I don't, like, go ahead and just, like, willy-nilly just, like, grab stuff just to grab stuff. I only touch stuff I'm interested in because every time I touch something, I give myself a little dab of the sanitized just to, uh, just to be safe, just to be on the safe side. So I, I'm doing it, like, left and right all day, but it's fine. I also, I also remember reading somewhere that, like, items kept out in the sun, tend to not have the bug on them because something like the the heat kills the uh kills the moisture in the germ and makes it harder to travel and these things are just like sitting out in the blistering sun this was like this was during a very hot period here so i i did feel comfortable but then whatever i buy i take home and i kind of give like a wipe with like a sanitary uh like a like a wet wipe you know like a sanitary wet wipe just to just to be sure dude i don't want to spread the bug i want to stay safe but at the same time I do kind of sort of want to go outside sometimes. I mean, I can't be in here all the time. I'll go crazy. It's like, it's like already started to hit me, the craziness, but it's fine. It's all good. Let's, uh, let's move forward into the show. If you guys have any kind of insight on Star Wars bootlegs or anything of that sort, hit me up, dude, because I'm, I'm kind of curious. If you know something about this, hit me up on the tweets at Icy Robots, yada, yada, yada. Let's, uh, let's get a quick commercial break and move into uh, the Pandemic Pantry. It's Darth Vader, Lando Calrissian, and 4LOM from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Part of the Star Wars collection of 48 action figures, each sold separately. Now there's a brand new action figure not yet available in stores. It's 9Numb. You can get 9Numb free with five proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on specially marked packages. Offer expires June 15th, 1983. Darth Vader, Lando Calrissian, 4LOM, and other action figures, each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. The Pandemic Pantry, with your host, The Sausagitarian. Hey friends, it's your girl, Sarah Burr, The Sausagitarian, calling from the Pandemic Pantry Top Secret Test Kitchen. It's harvest season right now for pretty much all of us. Um, whether you're harvesting your own vegetables or buying what other people harvest, which is usually what I do. I just grow herbs. I'm a terrible gardener. But what I like to do with all this stuff oftentimes is ferment it. I got jars of weird fermenting things all over the test kitchen here, and I have a little tip for you. Um, first of all, fermenting is really easy, and if it doesn't work out, you don't really have a lot of setback. You just throw the stuff out, right? Like, if it tastes bad and it tastes funky, just throw it out. But it's not dangerous. All you need is, like, a jar and some salt and some vegetables. It's really fun. 
So I have a little tip for you today about how to keep your vegetables submerged when you're fermenting them. This is whether you are fermenting sauerkraut, right? You chop up some cabbage and ferment it in a salt brine. Or hot sauce. So I found some hot peppers at the farmer's market. I'm fermenting those with garlic right now. And I'm going to puree those in a couple days into a hot sauce. It's really, really simple. It's full of probiotics, which are good for your body. But the other thing is... It's just cool to ferment stuff. Make your own stuff. Um, so here is my hot tip. You can buy fermentation weights. Sometimes they're made out of glass. Sometimes they're special lids that you screw down into a jar. But if you just use a regular mason jar, you don't need those things. Here are the two items that you can use to weigh down your fermenting fruits or vegetables. Um, the first thing is a stone. You just find a nice smooth stone, right, like a rock and you boil it for 15 minutes to pasteurize the rock, and then you use that to weigh your fermenting items down so they are submerged fully in the brine, and this helps prevent any mold from growing. All right, so you got a rock. We've got these nice primitive methods because fermentation is primitive, right? We're just weird animals that somehow evolved more than other ones did. The other thing is if you get a big cabbage leaf and you... Um, wrap that over the food and then put the rock on top of it, the cabbage leaf kind of acts like a lid, right? So you've got the leaf and then the rock and then the brine on top of it. Um, that's it. I hope the things I'm fermenting turn out right. And if they don't, no big deal. Like, it took me five minutes to get this stuff ready. And I hope you're doing well no matter what you're doing. I don't care if you ferment things or not. Just take care of yourself and have your little adventures that you can. And I'll be talking to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show, your guiding light when the world gets all weird. Big shout out to Sarah. Big shout out to her. You can find her sausagetarian.com at sausagetarian on the tweets. That that's really interesting to me, man. We don't ever well, we haven't as of yet, but we will. Fermented anything. We we can. We can our tomatoes, which is like really great. If you guys if you guys don't garden, I just want to say this off the top, you gotta do it, man. It's really like it's really worth it in the sense that you get to make your own food and you get to eat it. And it's very, very, very fulfilling. When we like, when we make these cans in the pressure cooker of tomato sauce that we're going to be using all during the winter, during the American Pizza Man winter phase, it's like, it's just like a delightful thought to think about in the future. And while we don't like save every single thing we do, we do give away a lot. Since we started canning, we're like saving so much more. It's like, I don't even, I don't even know. And like, this fermenting idea that Sarah tossed toward us, that's going to be a game changer, dude. I got to say, I never not never even considered the idea of making my own sauerkraut. I never not never even thought of the idea of making my own hot sauce. And we had like, we have had a bumper crop of peppers this year. We went like all in hog wild. We got a whole box dedicated to peppers and we got like, we got tons. We've been turning them into salsa, which is, you know, which is nice, which is fun. But I never... I never thought, hey, man, let's make our own official ISR brand homemade hot sauce. It's brilliant. It's great. Big, big shout out to Sarah. Man, she uh, she always comes through with these. Like, I'll, I'll contact her via email because she lives, like, way far away from me, which makes me sad. But I'll, 
I'll contact her and I'll be like, hey, you know, I need a new uh, PP for this week. And she's like, she'll get back to me within minutes. She'll get back to me. It's really quick. It's really easy. And they always come through with a nice, fun little thing that uh, we can all do. It's uh, It's really great to make your own food. It's really great to like just create your own dinners. I know everybody likes going out and I know everybody's missing going out to restaurants. I see on Facebook and I see on Instagram that some of you guys are going out to restaurants and some of you guys are eating indoors. And I got to say, I wouldn't do it if I were you. I wouldn't do it. I'm hesitant to even eat outside. I don't want to sit around with a bunch of other people with my mask off, chowing food down. I can do without it. You know why I can do without it? Because I cook at home. Because the wife cooks. Because we garden. Because we do our best to take care of ourselves. And that's one thing the pandemic pantry is trying to get across. It's very, very, very important to take care of yourself, dude. You just don't know what the world is going to bring. You don't know what's going to happen. Remember when this all started and you were going to the grocery store there was like nothing there? The... The line of food getting into your store, it's very tenuous, dude. It could go down any time. And I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm not trying to be paranoid. What I'm trying to say, take care of yourself. Do what you can do to take care of yourself. One of the key things you can do is grow stuff. Grow potatoes. Grow zucchinis. Do all these things. Potatoes grow year-round. We have like three or four boxes in the backyard dedicated to potatoes. We've got potatoes all the time. Potatoes are high-calorie. Potatoes are great. You can do them any, any number of ways. You can bake them. You can fry them. You can do anything, dude. Very versatile, very great. Just something for you guys to think about. Just something for you to chow on. Let's uh, let's move forward. Big shout out to Sarah at Sausagetarian on the tweets. Hit her up, Sausagetarian.com. A lot of fun things there. She's Sausagetarian on the Instagram. It's all good in the hood. She's one of those smart people, like me, who has the same name for all of their social media. So once you get Sausagetarian down, it's easy to find. Let's, uh, let's see what's happening the latest in the Battle for Oak Park. The Izzy Robots Stuck at Home Show presents The Battle for Oak Park. There have been some interesting turns of events in the Battle for Oak Park, as we mentioned last time. And this this segment's kind of slowing down as the battle's kind of slowing down. We We mentioned last time that we haven't seen our guy Bob in a while. But we have been plagued by a player on my own team. On Team Yellow, a guy who goes by the name of D L O U D. These are all in caps, and then the letter N, like Delodin. I don't know. I I was very confused by this. What was going on was like I would get knocked out of the gym. Just me, just your guy, just Icy Robots, and every time I'd be replaced by a second level Team Yellow member known as D Lodin. Well, one day I was going to the Pokestop. I had the dog. We were going on our walk. We were going over there. And I saw my guy. I saw Bob Newhart. I saw him on his bike. We haven't seen him around lately a lot. Like hardly, 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 hardly at all. But I saw him. I saw him at the Poke Gym. And then, then I'm like looking and I'm looking and he's battling. He's battling. But then I'm like, I'm waiting for him to take over the gym so I can go and knock him out. But then I notice he plays for a few minutes. He plays for a couple minutes. Sits there, foodles around on his phone. And then he leaves. And I look at the gym. And who was in there? D. Loden. Your guy, Icy Robots, had been knocked out and replaced by D. Loden. And then it hit me. It hit me upside the head like a ton of bricks. D. Loden is Dick Loudon. Like from Newhart. Like the TV show. Like Bob Newhart's character, Dick Loudon. This has all been an elaborate prank by our guy Bob Newhart. He's been getting me all along and I never knew it. I felt like an idiot. When I talked about this last time, how come none of you guys pointed out that Dick D. Loden 
could possibly be Dick Loden. I, I thought that one of you internet sleuths might be able to figure this out. I'm totally, uh, I'm just gobsmacked right now. I'm not even kidding. I feel like such a dum-dum. I, I cannot imagine the length this guy's going to get your guy. I don't even know. It's so wild, so wacky to me. So, I don't know, man. It's like, I thought I had the war won. I thought it was over. I thought I'd crushed him. But the guy's gone full gorilla style. He's gone full underground to get me, and I'm just like, I don't even know what to say, dude, I gotta give it up, I gotta give him respect, I can't even, I can't even imagine what kind of a twisted mind would come up with some kind of a scheme like this, it's like, it's like craziness to me, it's banana, so I, I don't know, how do you even, like, how do I even combat something like this, how do I even fight it, it's like, what am I supposed to do, dude, I can't stop it, I, I don't have, like, these kind of anti-terrorist units in the ISR or Pokemon Go team that can battle something like this, maybe, Maybe the only thing I can do is, like, confront Dick Loden right to his face. Like, go up to him and go, what's up, bro? What's going on? Why are you doing this? And he'll be like, well, the reason I'm doing this is because you kept knocking me out of the gym. I'd get in and you'd knock me out, so I had to take it to the next level. And then we'll fight. Then we'll fist fight and I'll, I'll beat him up. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the only way. Maybe this is going to have to go into the octagon. Maybe this is going to have to go into the hexagon. Maybe this is going to have to go, shout out to Earl Green, into the rhombus. I don't even know. I... I just wanted to share this with you. This is like, it's like frustrating and weird, but also at the same time, kind of like funny and exciting. I don't mind when the joke's on me. I got to say, if the joke's on me, then the joke's on me. If I get outwitted, if I get outsmarted, what am I going to do, dude? You got me. You got me. And this time, this time I got to say, Bob Newhart, you got me. Let's, uh, let's get a word in from show sponsor, Phantom. The United States government presents... You're not having fun, they'll find you. Waiting for your chance to scream. That the helps you beat the steam. Don't you wanna wanna You could be next. Don't you wanna wanna Make yourself ready to start upon this wonderful adventure of relaxation, self-discovery, and self-improvement. The possibilities are unlimited, alright? Let us begin. You may either sit in a comfortable chair, making sure it has armrests on it so there's no danger of falling out, stare at the three-dimensional eye or a thumbtack. This will be your point of fixation. Keep staring at that particular spot. Do not look away from it. That's it. The more you stare at the spot and the more you hear my voice, the more you'll be going deeper and deeper to sleep. And the more you breathe in and out, the more you are going deeper and deeper to sleep with each breath that you take. The more you stare at that spot, the more you breathe in and out, the more your eyes are getting heavier and heavier with each breath that you take. That's it. Breathe in and out. And the more you breathe in and out, the more you are going deeper and deeper to sleep with each breath that you take. Leg muscles are so numb, so relaxed. Arm muscles so numb, so relaxed. Deeper in, deeper to sleep. Way down. Feeling better than you ever felt before in your life. Way down, deeper and deeper to sleep. Way down. Don't believe the hype. I, I do kind of believe the hype, actually. Like, right now, I, I feel really great. I feel, like, so relaxed, so chill. On, on the side tip, is hypnosis real? I don't even know. I honestly don't even know. I think that... I think that maybe it is to a degree, but at the same time, I have no idea. I know you're going to find people out there who've been like, yeah, it is for sure real. I've been hypnotized in the past. 
I was on a stage at the county fair. The guy got me to act like a chicken. I know it was real. But then you're going to have people who uh, say, no, absolutely not. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I kind of think that it's like sort of real. Like maybe you could take certain people and kind of get them down into like a trance-like state and suggest things to them. I don't know. I have no idea. I have none. No idea. But at any rate, I, I'm getting ready to go into the home stretch right here, right now. And that's fine. It's been a fun, super fun show. But recently I had, um, I had a couple people message me. And they said, hey, you know, we're, uh, we're kind of new listeners to the show. We kind of jumped in at the beginning of the Stuck at Home uh, phenomenon. And, and, and I'm just like, I wonder, what's the history of you and your life and, like, the shows before? Because I've been going through the feed and I see all kinds of things and I listen to a couple shows. And, like, on one of them, you're on a moon base. One of them, you were, like, under the sea and there was something called Johnny Coins and Johnny Court. And, like, what's uh, Johnny Five doing on your show? Who's A.B. Silver? And... And all this stuff. So I thought, like, I thought I'd take a few minutes before we get out of here to give kind of like a brief overrun of the past. Just for those, just for those who might not be in the know. So if this is like, if this is all stuff you've heard before, if you've been here since the start, I definitely appreciate you. I love you. I love you irregardless. But if, if you like, if you've gone through the experience and you don't want to hear it all again, this is, this is a good time to check out. Because this is where we're going to, this is where we're going to end. But it's going to be, it's going to be fun, dude. It's going to be great. So let's see. Way back in the day, this is like six, seven, eight years ago, I was like listening to a show. I think it was Vic Sage, Vic Sage's show, or maybe it was The Retorist, or it could have been Doug McCoy. And I kind of, I kind of thought, you know, maybe this is something I can do. I'd always had an interest in radio. I'd always wanted to give it a shot. So I decided, you know, I'm going to grab my phone and I'm going to go in the closet and I'm going to record a show. And I started thinking like, well, what should this show be about? I don't want to get in too deep. I don't want to get like too far in over my head. And I thought, you know, I go to Toys R Us. Like once, twice, sometimes three times a week. So why don't I, why don't I make a show where I talk about the things that I see over at the uh, good old, good old Toys R Us. Rest in peace, T-R-O-Y-T-R-U. But I, I thought this would be fun. I thought it would be cool. I thought it would be something that I could easily handle. And then, like, I did a few of those and I, I called it the Toys R Us report. And it was just me talking about the mini mates I saw, the different action figures I saw. It was like a weekly, like a weekly Toys R Us news report. Over time... I kind of expanded it to where I would talk about, like, the history of various toy lines and stuff. And I, I, I like doing that, but it was very, it was very tiresome for me. There was a lot of work. I have nothing but respect for people who can, like, go item by item. Like, my guy Ferg with Atari games with, like, Vic Sage and his horror movie deals and all these, all these things. I have nothing but respect. But, like, I don't have a brain that's good for research in that way. I have a brain that's like just good for sitting down and blathering about stuff, which is what I'm what I'm doing right now, which is what I've been doing this whole show, which is what I've been doing for like the last six or seven years. I just blather. So I decided I got to stop doing this. I got to stop. I think that I can do something else. So I, I started taking it in other directions. I started talking about more about my life. I started introducing different characters into my universe. We had like Engineer Emily. She was the show producer, also a robot. We had Iceberg 13, who was my co-worker. I worked on a moon base on Jupiter's third largest moon, known as Callisto. I worked for a company called Pooptronics, which was trying to introduce cellular phones to the uh, the entire galaxy. And me, Iceberg, and Emily worked up there cleaning vents. It was great. We had a lot of good time. We had an enemy named A.B. Silver. Also, we had Johnny Five, the famous Johnny Five from uh, Short Circuit 1. And Short Circuit 2 were introduced as villainous characters. There were space pirate attacks. All the while, I was talking about movies I saw, 
toys I bought, things I did, things like that. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. At one point, we got shifted to an undersea base. I was working under the sea where we introduced the, uh, the villainous captain of that base. There were, there were like so many things going on. We were going out into space. We were fighting pirates. We were doing all kinds of, all kinds of wacky adventures. We were doing like movie awards shows. It was, it was dynamite. I thought it was a really, really, really great show, but I, I kind of, I kind of got tired of the format over time. It was like, it was an hour every week. It was hard. I got sick of talking about the same things in and out, in and out every week. So I I was happy to a degree to be able to introduce the uh, Stuck at Home show to you guys. I'm not saying I'm happy the pandemic started because I'm not. I'm definitely not. But I was, I was happy for the chance to do something different. So the Toys R Us report led into the Stuck at Home show, which is where we are now. And then over the years, there were like... There were like a bunch of other fun little shows in there. I did one. I still do one. I haven't done one in a while, but I will do one again. It's still alive. It's still in effect. I'm just like, I'm just thinking for a good topic. I did a show called This Boring Life, which were like these in-depth looks into like various topics in my life. I did one about dogs where I went over all the dogs I had. I did one about bikes where I talked about my love of riding a bike. I did one about my time in Illinois. I did one about my time working at QZAR. I did one about gym class. All kinds of things like that. Those are really great. If you like the retro kind of show, go to icrobots.com. And then over on the sidebar, you can see a bunch of uh, different uh, icons for the different shows. Look for the This Boring Life. That's a really, really fun show. I think out of all the shows I've done, that one is probably like the highest quality. I put a lot of work in there. There's tons of sound effects, tons of stories. It's really, really fun. This Boring Life, you can't... uh, you can't beat it. If you have any topics that you would like me to explore under This Boring Life, I'm, I'm kind of itching to jump into a new one. I just don't like, I don't have any really great ideas. I need something that I can talk about for like an hour or even more. Like comic book ones, like an hour and 45 minutes. I need something I can talk about for like ever. So I've been doing that. I've been doing this. I've been doing all these fun things. But if you, if you want to jump in to the Toys R Us report, and I realize it is a bit daunting. There's 200 episodes of this show. I'd... I'd start like, I don't know, maybe like 20, 30 episodes in. That's where I kind of really started to hit a stride, I think. And as we like moved up into like 100, 150, things really were really rocking there. You can't, you can't go wrong. I mean, we're all stuck at home. We're all bored. This is the perfect time to go back and check out some of those Toys R Us reports to do this. 200 of them. That's like, that's like days and days and days of episodes. Each one is roughly an hour, so there's just, like, so much for you to listen to. If you want to check that out, you can find all those at icrobots.com. It's well worth it, man. Let me, let me share a story, an interesting little story that I, I don't think I've ever, um, ever shared before. There, there's a radio station here called Live 105. It's 105.3 on the dial, Alt 105. They, they play, like, alternative rock and stuff, and they had, they had a DJ there that I liked, and it was Megan Holiday. She did Megan in the Morning, Megan and Menace, in the morning, I think was the show. And the show got, uh, the show got canceled for whatever reason. At one point, Live 105, they're like this giant purge. And they like, they released like just about every DJ on the channel. And I, I was a little bit bummed because I enjoyed the show. We listened to it when we were driving uh, 2.0 to school in the morning. And it was, it was fine. It was fun. But I, I followed Megan Holiday on Twitter. And then I don't even know, like six, seven, eight months after her show got canceled, I saw her tweet out that she was in need of money and that she would come to your house and she would clean your house for 50 bucks. She's like, I'll clean your house for 50 bucks. I'm not too proud to uh, do anything like that. It's all good. It's all fine. 
I got to pay my rent. So I contacted her. I sent her a direct message and I said, hey, Megan, if you want to come over here, I'm getting ready to start a new podcast called the Toys R Us Report. And if you want to come over and record some drops for me, I would be more than happy to pay you 50 bucks for like an hour's worth of drops. And she said, you know what? I'll do it for free. I would love to do that. That would be great. I'm dying to get back into any kind of broadcasting again. I'll come over. I'll do it for free. Make me dinner. Feed me dinner. Buy me a hamburger or something like that. And I'll come do it. And we talked back and forth for a while. She was living in Sonoma at the time. That's like the next town over to the east. She's like, I'll be there any day you want. Just let me know. I'll come by and do it. We were like, we would like text back and forth a little bit. We seemed like we were getting along. It was going to be fun. I was really looking forward to uh, getting this done. And it kind of moved to the point where she was like, you know, I'll be on the show if you want. I got nothing cooking right now and I'll be on the show. So I was thinking like, this is going to be wild. This is going to be wacky. But then she texted me and she said, hey, I got an offer from K-Rock in LA. They want me to come and do some late night fill-ins. So I'm moving. I'm moving to LA. I'm sorry. I wish we could have done it. I apologize. But I'm like, I can't stand in the way of somebody working for K-Rock. That's like the biggest... That's like the biggest rock station in the entire country. That's like, that's like huge news, Megan Holiday. I'm happy for you. And she did it. She went over there. And then she actually started working days. She ended up being the morning person on K-Rock. And now she's back at Live 105 doing the morning. So I'm really happy for her. But there's like, there's like this alternate universe where Megan Holiday was on the Toys R Us report. And sometimes I think about how that would have been different. It would have been worse for her, for sure. Because being on K-Rock is 10,000 times better than being on the Toys R Us support. But it would have been, would have been fun for me. Would have been good for me, but it's fine. I ended up, uh, we ended up hiring Melissa. She worked with us for years until she was sadly killed by a space flea on, on, on the moon base, which is sad. But then we hired Kate. Kate's still with us now. It's all great. Everything worked out for everybody. Everything probably worked out how it should have been. Should have been great. Worked out awesome for everybody. But that's, that's basically the short version history of the Toys R Us report. I think those shows are fun. I think those shows are neat. And if I were you and I got a little extra time, I'd dip into one of those, dude. Dip into one, see if you give it a like. There's movie talk, toy talk, my life, sound effects, beats, rhymes, all those kind of things. It's great. So I think that I am going to get up out of here. Big shout out to Gino Vega. Dude's putting out a great show every week. Big shout out to my guy Carlos. Dude's been killing it lately. He recorded an episode the other day about uh, international Star Wars posters. It's just, it's divine, dude. There's some wacky posters out there. Really, really, really great stuff. Shout out to everybody in the world. I got love for you guys. ELE. Until we meet again, just uh, ELE. Everybody love everybody. Let's try to, uh, let's try to act ethically in all our pursuits. Let's try to get some ethical people on top of this country. Let's do what we can do to fight the good fight. Let's... Let's make sure we get our ballots in early. Because I feel like there might be some kind of an okey-doke by the people on top. So if you feel like you can risk it, if you feel like you're healthy enough to go out to the polls, get out to the polls, get your ballot in as early as possible. We got to make sure we jump out to a quick lead so we can uh, avert an okey-doke. All right, until we meet again, do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now. But you got to believe Things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better.
This has been an IC Robots Radio production. This is me Iceberg13, and IC Robots is too proud to admit it but he needs you to go over to supportthereport.com and sign up as a patron member. It doesn't cost much and our boy is looking around in garbage cans for things to bring home. Supportthereport.com Tons of patron-only shows for a small monthly donation. Don't let I see robots become master. The Grouch. That address was supportthereport.com. <laughs>